Hello and welcome here on the Agile Retouch channel and today we have something special for you. I am joined by a friend and photographer from Canada, Jerry Kingsley, and we are going to discuss a few topics like do we as retouchers need a style in order to be successful and we are going to talk about the passion as a creative and how it is to work in a creative team. Then we will also Uh, talk a little bit about the business side of retouching, how to communicate with clients, um, asking the right questions for you to get your pricing right and for you to also look professional. And then we have a brief conversation also about how someone might go over outsourcing a retouching job and on the other side, a retoucher to get to those retouching jobs. So I am inviting you to join our conversation and let's have Jerry introduce himself. So, hey, Jerry, how is it going? How are you? All right. Hey, Daniel. My name is, uh, like you said, my name is Jerry Kingsley. Um, yeah, I'm a commercial marketing and advertising photographer in Ontario, and I'm also a uh, uh, staff writer at Retouching Academy as well. Uh, though I haven't written anything in a little bit, but I'm also a university professor of photography at Laurentian University here in Sudbury, Ontario, too. So that's a little bit of my background. I run Studio yeah. 9.8 in the city, which is uh, right now it's our only commercial studio uh, in the city. I think a lot of people don't know that you're also teaching on university, but uh, that also gives you different insights on um, how yeah, people learn and what they need to know about photography and retouching, I guess. So like the university model. So my program is um, motion picture arts and uh, our students, it's part of the BFA program for the, so they can get a bachelor of fine arts and motion picture arts is for cinematography and filmmaking. Um, a lot of people don't know, but Northern Ontario actually has a really booming film industry. Even for a lot of American companies and production companies are filming up yeah. here because we have tax incentives and a lot of cheaper rates. Um, and a landscape that is pretty much can you can almost turn into any western north american kind of uh, landscape so in photography uh, in the classes i teach art composition and philosophy and 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 how we use uh, uh, our cameras as tools to change perception and change reality um you know so yes yeah, so that's what i do for the course there yeah and i just switched to your website so uh To those who do not know your work can get a little bit of an idea of what you're doing. Uh, like very moody portraiture is kind of your style, I, guess, I would say. Um, yeah. Yeah. So for the work that I typically do is when you go to my website, you'll see like I kind of specialize in more editorial portraiture. So I work yeah. with a lot of actors, uh, politicians, scientists, um, and uh, I have a very editorial style of, of the work that I do. And uh, as well as my commercial stuff is with like, you know, not-for-profits, uh, uh, research companies. Uh, I do photography for educational facilities as well for their marketing and advertising. And uh, mining companies as well. I've done a lot of stuff for a lot of mining yeah. companies because that's a pretty big industry in, in these parts. And I would also say the, the cinematic 
uh, a look basically as something that is, uh, yeah, a style you made your own and also refers to working in the film industry um, or teaching. Yeah, and that's kind of, uh, I, I really loved uh, cinematography and I like the look of basically kind of telling a story in a single image. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as I was as growing into my style over the last, uh, you know, eight or so years, um, a lot of production companies ended up actually uh, trying to recruit me to to do more director of photography and lighting work uh, with their film productions to say, hey, we love your how you create these stories and create these visual uh, visuals in your photography. Can you apply that to film? So I've been kind of doing both where I'm trying to create moods uh, like I do in my photography for the film industry as well. Um, and, and that's, and that's crossover. So like my retouching background has definitely helped my lighting background helped. And as well as, you know, I was able to translate that into lighting and, and even, uh, grading in, in, uh, mm -hmm. uh, cinematography for the cinematography post-production as well. So Jerry, I have a question for you and it is something I am debating with myself and with other retouchers all the time. And that is the question, if you think as just a retoucher. Uh, we need a style, obviously for photography, and that's something what you do for branding as well as creating that style so clients book you. But for retouches, and that comes also into play when someone might decide to hire a retoucher, do we necessarily need to have our own style in order to work from uh, other photographers. Yeah, I think I think having a, your own style and a distinct look will definitely be uh, advantageous. It's kind of like a two-part thing. I think some photographers um, might not have a typ typical style of their own. They just need good work and they're fully uh, fully acceptant or, or willing to allow a little bit more creative control with a retoucher. Or sometimes they just like say, hey, I need you to, you know, they're lacking in creativity. So they'll need somebody to kind of add that extra oomph, if you will, to their work. And, uh, you know, and, and on the other hand, there's some photographers that just need, hey, this is the look that I need you to produce, which is probably more like kind of what I would aspire to because it's got to be cohesive to the body of my work. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, is it is it detrimental? Uh, no, I think it would probably help in terms of uh, being able to stand out from your competitors for sure. You know, for me to know that you're also a creative that actually has creative ideas, you might take my work to a different level that I ne never would have thought of, you know, and as long as that style can be applied to my work, that's not going to, let's say, uh, uh, make it uh, analogous with someone else's work. I would say we kind of need one, but we also need to know about the, the, um, how to produce different styles, uh, for our clients, um, because that yeah, like, yeah, I, I would take that probably even a step further. Like one thing that I would think about, or, you know, if you're, you have to be good at your craft regardless. So, yeah. so you have to be a good retoucher, not just being a good retoucher for other people. You have to be good for yourself. If you don't have your own, uh, creative, uh, abilities, um, it's, it's not going to translate well when you try to do that work for somebody else. Like one of the most important things for probably retoucher is to be, is to also be a, a pretty good photographer or at least a decent photographer. Um, 
you know, I found that what works in advertising in marketing yourself is not to say who you worked for. They want to know how good you are. Most of my creative projects are what lands me gigs because most of the, most of the jobs that I get are pretty much rudimentary everyday stuff that aren't too exciting. The odd ones are that I'll want to market, but most of the stuff that I'll market to my clients are, are my, what I'm passionate about. So the same thing for a retoucher, you know, you'll probably get a lot more work showing you what you're, what you're passionate about, because that's the stuff that you're really going to put your, your, your most effort in, um, because it's your most creativity in, and that's what you're going to want to sell to, to potential clients. Yeah, I totally agree. There's uh, a lot of stuff going into portfolio, which is, uh, the stuff we love and the stuff we would like to be booked for. And then in the commercial world, especially a retoucher has to, um, satisfy the uh, client in terms of fixing a lot of issues. And there it helps a lot to understand the struggles uh, which happen on set with, depending on the field you're working in with makeup, with hair and what they need to be fixed and what they need to have added in a later point because it is cheaper to do it in post than it is on set. And I think I, I have talked about that in another interview um as just a retoucher it's it's sometimes a little bit difficult so if you're on set um you can communicate with with your team and how you might approach stuff and which uh, things might be fixable uh later on uh but the retoucher often is not that super involved so it really helps to understand what's going on in such a production and a reason why i always recommend picking up a camera and doing that stuff on the side and making these experiences for yourself yeah that's right and i mean and having and the other thing too is having a relationship with the retoucher is the other thing too a lot of times uh for my editorial work i'll work with a graphic designer some companies will will disconnect the graphic designer and the photographer yeah which is which is really silly they'll say okay we need you to make uh images for this ad but i have no idea what the layouts are i have no idea what the color palettes are using for the graphic design they just say create an image and i say well hold the phone here i need to know i need to work directly with the graphic designer so that we create an image that's going to be cohesive and to the to the actual end product and the same thing goes with a retoucher if the retoucher has no idea what the images are going to be used for or what the campaign is or or they don't even know the photographer or how they work on production it's really hard for you or any retoucher to do their job to expect that is going to be uh really of really good quality so i think relationship between the photographer and the retoucher is extremely important i agree and also like um building these uh communication skills and uh, not being afraid as a retoucher uh, to ask questions because, um, yeah, there's a lot usually assumed when, uh, retouching work is, uh, given out to an external retoucher and in order to do your pricing right and judge your, the time you need and being in time on the deadlines and actually meet the, the requirements of the job, you often need to get back to your client and ask questions and building this report uh, really helps to, um, to satisfy everyone on the, the team and the client side. Communication is definitely key. Like one what, what of the things that I learned, even like, you know, as, as a, as a professor as well, a lot of people just like to assume everything, yeah. you know, they don't want to ask questions because they're in fear of feeling stupid or dumb. It's like, but I value uh, questions over anything. It's like, if you don't know what I want out of something then ask me, 
you know, it's like, that's, that's a, assuming stuff is the fastest way to lose a job and lose a client, in my opinion. So I'd rather have people ask me more questions so that I know, and I'm more reassured that they're, they care more about the end product because they're, they're asking me mm-hmm. to make sure that they're covering their butts. They're not going to look stupid or they're not going to look, uh, you know, like they're not knowledgeable. They're, they're just going to come off as being very thorough. Also a topic I want to touch on in this regards is, um, the insurance of, uh, or reinsurance of a client for the side, uh, for the retouching side is really important. Consider like you are outsourcing, uh, retouching, uh, you're just handing off your precious work. And at some point you might get stuff back without feedback or anything. And I would always try to make sure that your client gets feedback really early on. And then, so you're taking the time to discuss the project in a whole and make sure the expectations are set right. So how is it for you when you are uh, outsourcing images? Um, do you have a process or certain expectations to retouch in terms of communication? Uh, yeah, usually like what I, what I would like to do is I'll send a reference board. I'll say, okay, here are my RAWs. Um, this is, I'll basically do a creative brief. So this is, this is what I ask for clients to give me when I work, when I do a shoot, I'll say, if a company comes to me or an agency, they say, we need you to do a, a you know, a, a campaign for something. They submit a creative brief. That's how I know what they want. And we set the expectations out. I do something similar when I end up working with a retoucher, I'll build a reference board in terms of styles or color or color palettes based on either my images or images that I've, you know, you know, I, I get tear sheets from other publications and I'll say, okay, here's. Here's the color palette that I that I want to use. Here's the end kind of goal. Here's the the uh, you know the end result that we need to achieve, and that'll be my starting base to communicate that to the to the retoucher. And then the retoucher can then take that information and make his estimate, his or her estimate yeah. on uh, what they need to do to complete the uh, or how many hours they need, etc. That's right, because I from my experience, um, there are still a lot of. Um, Like in the commercial world, that's usually how it goes. But when it, when you're working, uh, corporate direct, so to speak with a photographer, uh, and it's the first time they might be able to hire a retoucher, um, they are often confronted with this situation and always expect the retoucher to know everything about their expectations. Well, what I would typically offer as, as advice for any new retoucher, that's a little bit confused or they're, they don't know how to work with a photographer or a company. So the first questions that I ask in photography or retouching or anything, uh, when somebody throws information at me or, or a, a request at me, I'll say, okay, first, what's your budget? Okay. Sometimes, most of the time they don't even know, they don't even have a budget, at least in my experience. And second thing I'll say, okay, do you have a creative brief? So this does two things. First, it gives you control over the conversation because now you, they probably don't know what you're talking about unless it's like a company or agency. Yeah. Um, And now you can actually have the opportunity to educate them of what your requirements are yeah. and say, okay, well, before I can work with you, you need to figure out what your budget is for this, for the retouching work. Okay. They'll say, well, we have a thousand dollars for it, whatever. Okay. Now you can say, this is what I can do for a thousand dollars, how many images you have. And you can break it down from there. And then you say, I need a creative brief. And they'll say, okay, what's a creative brief. And then from there you explain to them to say, well, I need to know like, you know, here's my parameters. I need to know the who, what, where, whens of why this, why you're, you're hiring me. What's the end result? Do you have mood boards? Do you have campaigns? Is there a, a certain aesthetic that you need? And that's where you re-educate your client. So it does yeah. a couple of things. It sets the expectations and it makes you look even more professional because now they're going to say, well, this guy, this, this person really knows what they're talking about. 
So they're more inclined to uh, pay your rates and not fight you on it because now you're basically coming in as the knowledgeable professional, whereas they're they're the green ones that don't know what they're doing, yeah. you know. And you're and you're doing it in a way that's not you know putting them down or or, or anything right. like that. And it puts them on the line to um, put in effort on their side as well. Um, exactly. Which they're not just pawning their stuff off and and with no expectations, which a lot of times is what happens. They say, here's the work. Yeah. You get no parameters. You do it. Then it's like, wow, we didn't really like this or that. Right. You know. And yeah, because and having them put in work also reinsures the other side is um, that they actually serious about um, hiring you. So it's not just a, a bluff to kind of get rates uh, and compare it to someone else. So guys, that's it for today. And that's been the first part of our discussion please make sure to subscribe to the channel to follow up with the upcoming videos where we will discuss a little bit more on retouching with jerry so i would really appreciate to see you in the next video see you then bye